Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View. Hope you're having a great day. I really enjoyed that conversation with Robbie D'Angelo. He is very, very motivating. And he gives such good advice about how to get sort of your physical fitness goals in line with just sort of the psychology behind it. And, uh, you know, that's why he calls himself a human optimization coach. And he's living by example, actually. He's he's constantly challenging himself and the way he sort of changed his circle of friends by moving to St. Petersburg and, and joining a really top gym there. He's taken it to a whole new level. It's tr- truly a, an inspiring story, but he has such great basic advice to give. So hope you enjoy having uh, listening to those conversations as much as I enjoy having them. Now let's shift gears and move over to Jeff Duncan. It's Friday. It's Jeff Duncan Day on, on Coast U. And uh, when we visited last, you, uh, you're you still at the Athletic, but you will soon be joining our old haunt together, NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. And it's interesting, you know, How's the feedback been? As this this word has sort of traveled through the community? Yeah, it's been it's been great, Ricky. And the best thing is, uh, still got all my old Times Picayune Nola.com gear, so I don't have to get a whole new wardrobe. I can bust out <laughs> all my old uh, my old uh, dry fit shirts for uh, training camp coming up because you're going to need breathable material. As we all know, in the Gulf South, when I moved here twenty something years ago, I had to redo my wardrobe, get rid of all my cotton because uh, you just can't sit out in that heat without something breathable. Hey, I saw, I actually posted this this morning. Jamie Bates, who's been on the show many times, terrific community leader, and he has his own barbecue business. He's a professional photographer, but he, he posted a map of the United States that shows where the rainfall has been over the past several months, okay? You know, it's just splat, splattering of green here and there. You get close to our region between New Orleans and Mississippi Gulf Coast, it turns bright red. I mean, it's like when you look at it in the context of the entire United States, it's unbelievable the amount of rain that we've had here in this part of the country. Um, I'm hoping that as they go into, as the Saints go into training camp, that they just have the normal thing to deal with. Because, man, if this continues throughout their training camp, they'll be inside an awful lot. Yeah, and that the bad news for that scenario is the fans can't go in to watch the practices. So let's uh, keep our fingers crossed that we kind of get back to our normal pattern. I've never seen anything like it, Ricky. I mean, uh, just this past week, I think the last couple of days have been the first days where the sun has actually shined uh, for a long period of time. It's been almost cloudy and rainy every day. And and we've talked about it before. I live right near Audubon Park in in New Orleans. And normally I'm on my little running path is a kind of an outer dirt path it can't even go on it. It's still just soaked with uh, uh, standing water. I've, I've really never seen this amount of rain uh, since I've been here. Well, my wife Ann and I went to Ocean Springs last night. We had dinner with Josh Morgan, the hurricane chaser, top hurricane chaser in the world, and his mother, who was in town from New York. We went over to Chard and visited our friend, our chef friend over there, Milt, uh, Milton jo- uh, Joachim, and then we also saw Phil Nico. He, he and his brother, Jordan, are the ones who have developed so many restaurants along the coast. But when we walked out after dinner, it was really 
I mean, it was very unbelievably pleasant. I mean, yes. you didn't have a feel of, you know, deep humidity. It, I'm not going to say there was a cool in the air, but it felt so different. I mean, with this high sort of building back in over us, it was just absolutely beautiful. No, much, Not much wind, just a kind of cool breeze. It was downright beautiful. Was it like that over in New Orleans? Same thing. Got done yeah. with my workout last night at the park and noticed just how pleasant it was. So it's refreshing. Some of this, there is a good byproduct from all this rain. It's cooled things off. And I'm hoping that that part of it continues for training camp uh, because I, I just I can't imagine these guys out there in full gear, full pads in that, uh, you know, triple digit heat index. It's always scary to me uh, to see those guys go through it. Now, they've got a good mix. They've got a good mix, as you well know, because you know it well, where the first of all, they got a great training facility, but there are only certain things they can do inside that training facility. I've been in that inside it with you before, and, and it's it's a very good facility, but they really want to be outside. And so hopefully they can stay, you know, go forward with their plan to do what they plan to do inside when they plan to do it inside and outside when they plan to do it outside. And they're not forced to have to go inside when they really the, the drills and other things that they have planned are important to be outside. But, man, they made it, you know, they, over the years they've tried training camps all over the darn place. But all of those experiences has brought them back to they want to be in New Orleans. And this is actually important to them, isn't it? I think so. I think they like being here in front of the home fans, getting them excited about the season. They know not all the fans can make it out to the games or can afford season tickets. So this is a, a nice way for some fans to bring out their, their kids and their families and get to see the players up close. And you're right, look, I, I, they, they like to be outside. Sean Payton thinks it develops a, a mental discipline and toughness uh, to force players to concentrate when they are struggling mentally uh, out in that heat, so he likes that. Now they're obviously prepared, they're, they're gonna be safe, they have a training staff, they monitor it. Uh, they have devices that can monitor players' core body temperatures, and they actually have this amazing cool trailer in the end zone, parked in the end zone that they've had the last few years that uh, maintains 32 degrees temperature inside, and the big guys, mainly the linemen, can take a break and go in there and get their core body temperature reduced very quickly uh, before they go back out to the training, uh, back out to the practice field. So a lot of preparation and obviously precautions. So, man, the last thing I want to talk about is the pandemic. But the reality is the Delta variant is really starting to, to take hold. And I've been, of course, you were talking about a lot in Mississippi. Um, there was at least I don't want, I want, there was a sense of security is the way I'd like to say it. But Mississippi is only like at 31% vaccinated, which is not good. New Orleans doesn't have good numbers. I mean, Louisiana doesn't have good overall numbers as well. But there was a hope that another maybe third had had coronavirus. Either they knew they had it or they didn't know it, but they had natural immunity. The problem with the Delta variant is natural immunity doesn't protect against it. So now you're beginning to see the numbers going back up again. You're, see, you're beginning to hear the mayor talking about if this is if we continue to head in this direction, we could be in a situation where having to limit, you know, crowd sizes, et cetera. Gosh, I hate to hear that at a time when we were beginning to start to feel like we could we're on the other side of this. But the Delta variant is something to be concerned about, isn't it, Jeff? Well, I think it's a concern, Ricky, because the Saints are such a regional team. We've talked about it before. 
you know, Orleans Parish is up around, I think, over 60 percent vaccination rate. That's not the concern. The concern is so many season ticket holders here come from out of New Orleans area, the metropolitan area. They come from all over the Gulf South and the rates are so low. The vaccination rates are so low. There's concern. I, I really think what the mayor and the governor are doing right now is trying to basically scare people into getting the vaccination. You know, I think they're yeah. using this as an opportunity to really uh, to bring up crowd sizes. I, I, look, I think they'll follow through with it if it doesn't see action behind it. But I think they're using this obviously as an opportunity to kind of force people to consider it uh, more strongly than they have in the past. Now, okay, so for the media, uh, when training camp started last year, you guys had to wear devices. They could know when you were too close to someone. They could ping you if they needed to. Man, there was a lot of that in place. Do you see some of that starting to come back, or what's the what's the latest on all that? Well, they, they just released the media policy for training camp. We're going to be able to do some in-person interviews, uh, but we're going to be distanced, and there's going to be limits to the number of reporters at each session. So it's going to be a little bit of a hybrid from what we've had in the past. It won't be full scale back to the way we were before the pandemic, but we won't be doing everything over a conference, video conference, the way we did last year. So I'm happy with the new policies. Uh, and I think the, the team and the league have come up with a, I think, kind of a nice solution to what is an unprecedented situation. So what's the situation in your new gig with NOLA.com and the Times Picayune? Will you be traveling with the team or what's the th thinking behind that now? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be. I mean, I'm just basically going to be doing my old role as a columnist, same role I had before. And uh, I'm not sure I'll be at every game because Rod Walker, our other columnist, will also probably be traveling. So we'll, we'll break it up the same way Larry uh, Holder and myself did at The Athletic. And uh, we'll be all hands on deck, though. We know the Saints, the interest is sky high. And this training camp, we've talked about it on the program before, the fact that, uh, you know, you have a, a quarterback competition. We haven't seen one of those in almost two decades in New Orleans. There's going to be incredible interest in that. It was, You know, it's really been interesting because you and I have sort of covered each aspect of this as it's gone along. So this notion that, okay, now Drew Brees is moving on, and then you have a, a real competition in quarterback that's, that's beginning to happen and then you saw a period of time when people were trying to ordain you know Jameis winston as the next guy and then you started seeing a little bit more mention of Taysom hill but now it's almost like it's come full circle it's back to this is a real competition when we come back after the break we'll talk about what the latest is on that and what some of the expectations are going into training camp we'll be back after this after this break Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to COSU. It's Friday, so that means we have Jeff Duncan from The Athletic, soon to be with my old company, NOAA.com, the Times-Speaking Union. So exciting to see that Jeff and his endeavors are having this opportunity to stay in New Orleans and do what he loves to do, cover the Saints, the Pelicans, and just sort of observe what's happening in, um, in, the, in the sports world these days. Okay, so... When we were during when when we went to break, we we're talking about how this this whole thing about ordaining Jameis Winston has come back down to earth again, and we're back focused on there's a real quarterback competition. But actually, during the break, you were saying there was never any confusion about that on the local level. It's just the national media that's you know trying to figure out what their narrative is going to be. What more do you want to say about that? Well, I'll just say this. I mean, this is the dead time of year for the NFL. I mean, everyone in the building, players, coaches, staff, this is when they all take their vacations, get get time away with their families, the calm before the storm. So there's just nothing really new developments in any way. Uh, Sean Payton is still having an extended honeymoon. He's out in uh, Idaho with his uh, wife, Skylene, and uh, he's unplugged. So there's nothing new here. So I think people with, with this 24-7 thirst for new content, I think people are just inventing storylines now, Ricky. Uh, there's nothing new. There, there's there's going to be a healthy competition here, uh, and I don't think anybody has decided anything. I think they're going to let the play on the field and practice and preseason determine who's the winner of this uh, quarterback battle. So let's talk about some of the moves that are getting made or that might get made. There's been a little bit of a buzz around Richard Sherman. What's the latest? Well, you know, the Saints are trying to get Marcus Williams – signed to a long-term extension, which would free up some more cap space. By the time this airs, they may have already done that. If they haven't, uh, they have some other ways they could go to free up cap space. They still have some room after the move to uh, give a long-term contract to Ryan Ramchek. I think, Ricky, they're going to add two or three veterans to the roster. Uh, Richard Sherman was a guy they've been negotiating with, along with other teams, though. Uh, a cornerback, a veteran corner. Uh, he had a domestic incident where he was arrested out on the West Coast. I'm not sure how that will impact his candidacy here in New Orleans or anywhere else. I know that uh, the Saints do everything they can to avoid these kind of situations. So uh, the timing in any way is not good for him in that regard. I think they also will add a veteran linebacker. I know that they've been talking to Quan Alexander, the player that was on the team last year. They got in a trade. Uh, they are trying to shore up the linebacker core. He's coming off of a torn Achilles tendon. So we don't know uh, what kind of price tag he's going to demand in the open market. Uh, other teams are talking to him as well. And I also think they will still add a veteran receiver. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it'll be a big name, but I think they'd like to add a guy that replace Emmanuel Sanders that can operate out of a slot. They don't really have that guy on the roster right now. So I think you can see them add two or three guys here in the next couple of weeks. Hey, what are the, the thing about Quan Alexander, uh, what I've noticed, because I follow him on Instagram, one is that he's been working out really hard. So you know, he's taken the rehab from his injury very seriously. You can tell that. And second is he seems to have really maintained the relationships in New Orleans really good. I don't think he's burned any bridges or done anything like that. So, And he, you know, before he got injured, he was really a significant contributor to this defense, wasn't he? Yeah, very much so. When he came on board, uh, that defense kind of went to another level. And it's a lot's going to be determined on how well he can come back, uh, you know, how well he uh, performs in a physical 
not just here, but any other team. But I can tell you the the Saints are interested in bringing him back, and that would be, I think, good news because they got a lot of young linebackers right now that they like, uh, but they don't have a lot of experience there outside of Demario Davis. Uh, so I think Quan Alexander would be a, a really nice addition to that uh, position group. So we are actually headed toward one of the more interesting training camps we've had in a number of years, aren't we? Yeah, there's, I think, more open jobs than we've seen, and not necessarily just starting jobs, but backups. I mean, Mickey Loomis talked about that after they had to kind of purge the roster this offseason to get under the salary cap, had to make some drastic measures. It really did hurt their depth a lot, and I think that's something that's going to carry through this season. Uh, they don't have the depth to withstand the injuries like they did a year ago. They did a remarkable job of that. Uh, they've got a lot of young talent, but it's not experienced talent. Uh, so this team is going to have to stay healthy uh, if they want to aspire to get back to the playoffs. Wow, so interesting. Okay, in the time we have left, what's the latest on the Pelicans? Well, I think they're on the verge of adding Willie Green, hiring Willie Green as their head coach. He's the lead assistant for the Phoenix Suns. Obviously, he's trying to win an NBA title, but he's emerged as the front runner. Uh, 39-year-old, talented guy, never been a head coach, played in the league, kind of fits the mold of what is trending now in the NBA, firing, hiring young uh, ex-players who can relate to this uh, young NBA roster. Uh, so I, I expect Willie Green will be named as soon as the NBA Finals are over, however long that takes. Well, Jeff, um, I'm glad you're having an opportunity to stay dry. Good luck in your transition. Uh, thank you for joining us on Fridays, and we'll see you next Friday, buddy. Yeah, sounds good, Ricky. Everybody have a great weekend. Talk to you next week. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you Monday. Boom. Thank you, bro. You got it, bud. See All ya. Right. I'll uh, talk to you guys. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.